Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind, a show dedicated to the love of animation and feeling like a kid again. So let's go back in time to when cats defended Third Earth. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror that flaps in the night. And knowing was half the battle. Yo, Joe! Let's go back with Saturday Morning Rewind and your host, Tim Nidell. Welcome to the podcast that takes you back to your childhood one interview at a time. Also, voted one of the best cartoon podcasts on Stitcher Radio, if you didn't know that already. Of course, I'm your host, Tim Nidell. Today is one of my favorite all-time interviews I've ever done, honestly. Because if you ask me to describe my childhood growing up in the 80s, if you ask me to define and pick one character that really defined that decade, it would without a doubt be the character Alf. And on today's episode, I interview Paul Fusco, not only the voice, but also the puppeteer and creator of ALF. Are you kidding? I can't wait! I'm going to come back with a bag full of candy apples, popcorn balls, and cats! <laughs> of course, make sure to check us out online, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. You'll find our Twitter, our Facebook, and our Instagram links on there, and also a link to our brand new YouTube show in which we unbox and review retro toys from the 80s and 90s so please subscribe to that and check those out but like i was saying i love this interview and i cannot wait for you guys to hear it so here is my interview with paul fusco what was your inspiration to get into puppetry oh good question i uh quite by accident um my background was television production and uh, magic actually uh i used to be a magician really yeah i did that for a while and I guess ventriloquism puppetry was sort of like a stepchild to magic, and I was always interested in it. But um, I formed a company in Connecticut. I was doing industrial um, commercials and stuff. I worked for local television and stuff like that. And I ended up uh, meeting a guy that, was, uh, that worked for the Muppets. He, um, he was one of their puppeteers, and he was also from Connecticut. And we got to talking and um, we came up with this idea because television, television was always a perfect uh, forum for puppets. Uh, Jim Henson discovered that a long time ago. Yeah. The television frame is the perfect, you know, it's, this, it's the magic that happens within that frame and you can control it and make people see what you want them to, wanted them to see. And it's basically what magic was all about, too. So um, we thought it was a good blend of my knowledge of television and his knowledge of puppetry that we wanted to do a, a puppet special television puppet special and we put money together and we uh stupidly used our own money and got money <laughs> b borrowed money from friends and family and everything to uh do a halloween special which was uh, uh all puppets and um we we did it on spec we rented out a warehouse and built sets and Put the equipment in and everything. Long story short, uh, we ended up selling it, believe it or not, to Showtime at that time in the in the in the eighties. It was mm -hmm. eighty two, eighty three, around that era. Uh, Showtime was doing children's programming. They had a thing in the afternoon that they were doing, so they bought it and they said, "Hey, we really like this. Can you do five more different <laughs> holiday specials with puppets?" And I sort of like fell into it. And out of the development of those puppets 
came the character Alf, which I kind of like put aside and said, you know, I, I kind of like this guy. I'm going to do something else with him. And oh, wow. basically that's, that's, a, that's a short, long answer. So he was almost part of the Showtime special then? Not really. He came when we, were, we had a puppet shop. And we were building these characters, and out of the development of, of all these, for, for the Halloween show, we were, we were building these creatures. And we were trying to figure out what these creatures were going to look like and everything. And, and on the drawing board was this character that kind of looked like Alf. Mm-hmm. So I kind of liked it, but we never went in that direction for the holiday specials. And I kept that drawing and then ended up making a prototype okay. puppet of Alf to see if it worked. How much of him changed since that idea to what we later saw on the TV show? Uh, not a lot. You would recognize it. Uh, the eyes were different and I had human eyes in him at one time, oh. actually glass eyes. Huh. And it was, it was scary as all hell. He, he, he <laughs> did, did, did not, it looked really creepy, but by, by making him a little bit more cartoony and a little bit more softer and more like a throw rug, which somebody described him as, huh. uh, it, it sort of just came together that way, but not a lot. It, it was, it was a pretty close look. Huh. Before Jim Hansen passed away in the early 90s, did you ever have a run-in with Jim? Did you ever have a chance to actually meet Jim Hansen? I did, many times. Jim Hansen wanted to buy my company. Wow. And and um, I had the the pleasure of playing poker with Jim Hansen about two months before he died. Wow. Uh, Bernie Brillstein, who was the, yeah. uh, one, one of our partners on ALF, represented Jim Hansen. And when Jim Henson knew that Bernie was doing another puppet type of primetime show, uh, Jim Jim had known who I was prior to the, uh, me doing those holiday specials, those Showtime holiday specials. When he saw them on Showtime, he set up a meeting. He wanted to buy my company and buy me, uh, bring me over to the Henson organization. And at that time, I think they were doing Fraggle Rock. He wanted to send me to Toronto mm-hmm. and, and, and work on Fraggle Rock. But... I ended up, it was a very difficult decision because I really never knew if Alf was going to make it or, you know, Alf was not really even a conception at that point. And um, I turned down a, well, at that time it was a fairly lucrative offer that I, was more money than I've ever seen in my life. But I ended up not doing it because I wanted to go out and do my own thing and, and um, ended up doing that. And Jim always, Jim was always a, a really encouraging and, and actually a good sport about it. He said to me, congratulations. He said, you did something I've been wanting to do for a long time, hmm. and that is to get a puppet on primetime television. And he said, you did it before me. Congratulations. So he was a very nice man. Wow. Yeah. And you said you played poker with him just two months before he passed away. I did. Bernie Brillstein put it together. Jim used to come and visit uh, in California, and Bernie had this uh, little rec room, and one of his, Jim said, I want you to put together a poker game, and these are the people I want to be there. And he mentioned my name, and and then that was it. Yeah, I know he was feeling sick sometime before he passed away. Was he showing any sign of feeling sick no, at that point? No, no, no. He he went quickly, and you know, they said that it he had ignored this. He was coughing up blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he went down to see his mother in North Carolina, I think it was, and he was coughing up blood, and he, and he was he was sort of a Christian science scientist, mm-hmm. so he didn't believe in doctors and didn't have any treatment and when he came back to new york it was two or three days later he, it was getting worse and worse so he ended up because he couldn't get a cab the guy actually ended up walking to the hospital that was near his apartment there in new york and they admitted him and it was too late by then and the doctor had actually said if this guy had gotten here 
three, four, five hours earlier, wow. we could have saved his life. Wow. Yeah. Where were you when you found out about his passing? Oh, I was I was in L.A. and Bernie uh, Bernie had called me and uh, and told me he said you're not going to believe this and I, I I was like just devastated. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd imagine. So let's talk about Alf. Tell me about that first pitch that you pitched to NBC. Uh, it's in Brandon Tartikoff's book. Um, I walked in with the character in a shopping bag, in a garbage bag, actually, and nobody knew what it was. And uh, went into this uh, executive room. It was a long, long table. And we all sat down, and I threw the bag under the table. Nobody. I made a joke when I came in. They saw the guy. I said, I brought my laundry. If, uh, <laughs> on the way out, I want to use the NBC uh, laundromat that they have been for employees. And ha, ha, ha. They thought that was a joke. Uh, so I threw it under the table. And uh, my partner, Tom Patchett, starts telling Brandon Tartikoff is sitting at the head of the table. And all his cronies are on the right side of him to his right. And I'm right to Brandon's left. And it was me, Tom Patchett, and Bernie Brillstein. And Tom goes into this long pitch about alien from space ha funny and and i could see they they were totally they did not want to do this show they, they they've heard it before they the eyes were darting and it, we were pretty much dead in the water and bernie kind of read them and he said to brandon he said look this is before you before you pass on this idea he said at least i want you to meet the character and bernie tells me bring him out so i re- reached under the table and i brought i'll put him on i put him on and i this was the prototype that we made and um, I had him, I put him up against the table. So it looked like he was sitting at the table mm-hmm. between Brandon and myself. And silence falls over the room. Everybody's just you know, dumbfounded that I had this. And, you know, of course, they're waiting for some brilliant, hysterical icebreaker line or joke or whatever. And Alf says nothing. Alf just looks around the room really quietly. And then when he turns and he sees Brandon, he gives him a once over. And then Alf picks his nose and wipes it on Brandon's jacket. <laughs> and totally broke up the room. Totally broke up the room. And Brandon was talking to him. But I, I knew we had it sold. when Brand, Brandon was making eye contact with Alf in the room, talking yeah. to him. Yeah. And, and he, like a little kid. And he was saying, so why should, I, why should I put you on my network? And Alf was saying, this was at the time when Tartikoff had had some pretty bad... Uh, long he, he was he he liked to to take chances and and do these high concept shows. They had done a show called Manimal with Freddie uh, Silverman. They did a show called um, Super Train. They had a, they had a whole bunch of 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 flops that were very high concept. And Alf said, "I'll tell you why. Because uh, you need me. You got you got junk. What are you doing? What are you thinking, Manimal? What is that all about? You know." And, and he, Brandon slapped his hand on the table and said, "You guys got a show. You got a, you got a pilot. Wow. That was it." Tell me about how you came up with his voice, his personality, and even his love for cats. Where did those things come from? Uh, the cat thing just came out of me. Uh, at one time, I did not like cats, but not to the point where I would eat them. <laughs> uh, I ended up, when I married my wife, she had a cat, and I had to, I had to take the cat with her. That was, that was part of the deal. Love me, love my cat. And this cat ended up being my pet. He was like the best. And I, I, I just know, even cat lovers who have cats... Cats just deserve to be picked on, you know, and I, I did it as a joke. That was basically all it was. It was just something that I thought was funny. Uh, and the voice kind of uh, kind of mes- kind of like morphed from, to be honest with you, I think uh, my first, if you watch the first season of ALF, the voice is a little different. It took me, took me four or five episodes to find his voice that I wasn't 
losing my 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 throat because <laughs> it was so it was so gruff. It was like it was like this, and uh, it was almost like Rolf the dog. Remember Jim Henson's yes, Rolf the dog? Yes. You know, Rolf the dog here, and um, I kind of like that boisterous, uh, outgoing character. And uh, that's where it started. And then as I was starting to have to play scenes with Alf that Alf couldn't just be doing one-liners all the time. Alf had to show emotion, had to be three-dimensional, you know. And so I couldn't really, you can't be emotional when you're like this all the time, you know. So I find I found this, by the third episode or fourth episode, I found this spot inside my throat where Alf, Alf was like right here. So it could it could come up and I could, I could be a little higher, you know, I would be like hey willie you know it's like so that's basically how it came i needed to find a comfortable place yeah, for my voice yeah. so i wouldn't lose it <clears throat> <laughs> and did you ever hear from groups like PETA when it came to the uh, cat part yep yep alf, alf used to do a joke about uh cats and PETA. he said i love i love cats on PETA. it's better than rye um <laughs> yeah it's it's it we did all those jokes but yeah. you know the, the the bottom line was you know we was get a sense of humor. It's a puppet. And you were the voice, the puppeteer, the writer for many episodes, even the producer of the show. How did you survive all those many years of doing that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And director. I directed like wow. uh, a, a third of them. I don't, you know, uh, I don't know. I just did it. It was fun. It was a labor of love. I loved it. It, it was time consuming. Uh, but you know, when, when you're, when you're, when you're doing your passion, it's, 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 you know, it's nothing better than doing something that you love. And um, that's that's all I could say. I, I I look back at how I got through it, but you know I got through it. I just yeah. It was it was it was it was it was very exciting. Yeah, the your the adrenal, adrenaline probably helped you a lot in those years. It was, and I also had a lot of great people that once once the show got some momentum, there were a lot of uh, good writers and and directors that stepped in that that did make it easier. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, 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 it did it did slack off a little bit. Mm-hmm. How many puppets were actually were used for the filming? Actually, there were uh, there were actually three, technically two, three. There was a third one that was a full-bodied one. Yeah. And then we had a costume that we used for a walk around, but we got rid of that after the second season because it never looked good. Okay. But we built we built a full we built a full radio controlled bodied one. But basically, uh, basically, there were only two. Where are they today? Uh, they are living in uh, California and uh, waiting to work. <laughs> and I cannot wait for them to work, honestly. I know. We're trying to, uh, trying to get a movie made. Is, I heard rumors that it might possibly be CG. No, we, we don't know yet. We're, we're, we're not at that stage yet. I think it will. part of it will be CG because... That's the only way to make him do things that yeah. he would not normally do. But I would not sacrifice his look to make it look any different than the Alf that you are used to. So okay. A good. lot of a lot of the Muppet stuff is CG that you don't know about. They 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 do CG, but they make it look like a puppet. You know. Yep. They don't, yep. They're not going for you know saliva dripping mouths and you know. <laughs> Because you never know with these re- reboots these days. You never know what they're going to do. And I- I'm glad you're going to be involved, you know, somebody who created ALF, because you won't let them go in other directions. No, no, I wouldn't. I'd have to sign off on it, and I wouldn't sign off on anything that I wouldn't be happy with. Yeah. Now, you know. for the last season of ALF, tell me what we would have seen in the last season of ALF if it was picked up for the- one more season. 
Well, you would have seen him uh, being. We did a we did a movie of the week called Project Alf, which was mm-hmm. supposed to be a backdoor pilot. But you would have seen Alf in a military situation where he uh, was sort of like a Sergeant Bilko, and the family would have had visitation rights, and it would have opened his world up more to um, to different people, different families. That maybe there, there were you know a group of scientists that had to draw straws to see who got him for the weekend, you know that kind of thing. Um, but that was one of, one of the problems with the show was, you know, we started painting ourselves in a corner because, um, you know, Alf couldn't interact with too many people without uh, violating the, the premise of, yeah. of the show. So it was very hard for us to keep opening his world up without doing, we did a lot of fantasy episodes, dream sequences, stuff like that. And th- those became so much fun that I had to say to the writers, look, we only do two of these a season. We cannot be, we cannot be doing... You know, you can't be throwing logic out the window. And, you know, Alf as president of the United States, Alf as David Letterman, Alf as whatever it is. Um, you know, it's good. It's fun every once in a while. But um, we need to really, you know, we, we need to stay grounded. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's that's where it would have gone if we had if we had done that. Speaking of the fantasy episodes, there's one episode that it still remains, like, so vivid in my mind. Because I remember I was sitting and watching it with my family. And it was the Gilgan Island one. And yep. my mom laughed hysterically from one of the before the commercial break. She laughed throughout the commercials and was continuing to laugh still when the show came back on. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> uh, that was one of our better ones. That was a lot of fun. We actually got those guys. To yeah, do. I know. I know. It, it was so. Yeah. I actually rewatched it just the other night. It's like, oh, this is the episode my mom was laughing crazy yeah. on. If you watched it on the DVD, unfortunately, there's like four minutes cut out of it that were not on the. If you the original NBC uh, shows had four more minutes in them, the, the the DVDs that they distributed through Lionsgate were the syndicated versions, and they were edited, and that's that's sad. But it was still a funny show. What parts were taken out? Oh God, there there were some there were some things that were taken out. With there were some music things that were taken out. Okay. And there were you know little snippets. You probably you wouldn't notice it if you watched it, but. The the, the 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 NBC masters have I think three more minutes of material in them. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I didn't yeah. I didn't know that because I haven't seen it since yeah. I was a kid, so I didn't realize something was missing. Yeah. Yeah. We talked a little bit just a second ago about it, but what's next for Alf? Well, I would like to get a movie made for him. Uh, I think it's I think it's he's the character definitely deserves it, and um, I think. Uh, I think that would make it come full circle and hopefully uh, expose him to a whole new generation of, mm-hmm. uh, of, uh, of, of, of uh, fans. But um, there's also some talk at Netflix. They're talking about maybe we did a t- we did an Alf talk show for uh, TV Land a while back, and that went pretty well. But they only did seven episodes because that's what TV Land was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. And we, we've been pitched an idea of Alf doing sort of like a Larry Sanders type of show, like a yes. TV show in the yeah. front and then in the back, see the real Alf, you know, not caring about what's going on, yeah. not paying attention. So so we'll see. We'll see. Well, you got some great content. I mean, okay, I was thinking about it a second ago. What if you use Donald Trump and Alf thinks Donald Trump's hair is a cat? Well, did, did Donald Trump stole Alf's hair. If you look at it, that's so true. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's you know right away right, right away Alf is pissed that Donald Donald Trump stole his fashion idea. There you go. That's a whole movie yeah. idea right there. Absolutely. <laughs> <clears throat> 
And, uh, well, unfortunately, none of us are immune to death. And I think 2016 definitely showed all of us that. What, looking back on Alf, do you hope he continues when our time is done here on Earth? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's that's one of the biggest rushes uh, as a creator to have your, your, your creation go on after you. I mean, I, I said it a lot prior to Alf when I was trying to get into this business and everything, my wife asked me, what do you think you want to do? I said, I want to, I want to create the next Mickey Mouse. Mm. I said that sort of, you know, tongue in cheek. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's something, I don't know, something supernatural about having created something that will go on, uh, past your own life. And, uh, you know, look at, you know, the Muppets and Kermit still lives and mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse still lives. And, and, uh, so you know, yeah, absolutely. Why would I? Why would I want to sacrifice his life after I'm gone? You exactly. Know? You know, exactly. Hopefully, he'll be in some good hands too. Absolutely. Well, I need to tell you that my daughter, she's four years old. I was watching it with her, and she was cracking up just like I was when I was a kid. So he still holds up a hundred percent. That's that's the good news, and I know that. I know that. There's something about him that he relates to and he relates to all ages which is which was really amazing which was something that NBC couldn't um, uh, 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 understand at the time because when we first went on the air the trades kind of like did, without watching the show gave us some bad reviews saying you know NBC's putting on a puppet show at eight o'clock what are they thinking hmm. and then about I don't know about after the first season they were saying well are at least you should be listening to what this puppet's saying. It's very funny. <laughs> so, and we used to get, you know, we used to get fan mail from Hell's Angels that would put Alf on the sissy bar of their of their bikes oh, yes. to people in people in, in in convalescent homes that looked forward to him to little kids writing letters saying, "Alf, you know, my parents say you're not real. Tell me you're real. I want to yes. watch." Yeah. So, I mean, it was it was it was an amazing it was an amazing suspension of belief for everybody that became a fan of the show mm-hmm. because they all accepted him as 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 what he is and that's that was great yeah it's funny you say that because she also said my four-year-old turned to me okay now she's addicted to muppets and sesame street she knows they're puppets and everything she knows there's people behind them but she mm-hmm. turned to me and said daddy is alf real yeah but we, we tried to keep that a big secret at the time we never used the puppet word and you know they would say, well, what is he? What is he? he's an alien? That's he just happens to look like a puppet. Yeah. That's that's what he is. And you know, I think that goes back to my magic background of not wanting yes. to, you know, show the show the behind the scenes stuff. So you yeah. know, it wasn't rocket science. What we were doing had been done before. It's just like you know, the puppetry's been going on for a long time, and the Muppets were certainly doing it way before us. But for some reason. With the blend of him walking and everything, people didn't know. They thought it was a guy in a costume all the time, and they didn't know what it was. And, and I think that was a real compliment. Mm-hmm. Sure was, yeah. And and I, I, looking back now, my childhood, I was born in 1980, so I was a perfect age for Alf. Mm-hmm. Looking back, he is the number one figure I imagine in my head when I think of the 80s. So thank you so much for oh, well, all welcome. these memories. You're welcome. It yeah. was my pleasure. Without Alf, I don't know if I would have been as happy as a kid. So it was great. <laughs> well, that's a good. See, that's a good thing. Yeah. A lot of people had said that Alf had gotten them through some pretty hard times. And when we were doing the show, I would maybe two times a season do the Make a Wish thing with the kids. And mm-hmm. the, the, I mean, it's heartbreaking that you know, dying children. Their their last request was they wanted to see and talk to Alf. 
And we would set up back then these satellite feeds where the kids could see, you know, I couldn't go to the hospital room, you know, but they would set up a monitor at the, at the bed of these children. And I could see the children on my end and, and I would talk to them. And it was just, it was unbelievable. It was heart wrenching, but it was yeah. just, it was phenomenal that, that these kids, this is what they wanted. This is what they desired. Mm-hmm. It was, it was wonderful. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, was there anything else that you had coming up that you wanted to promote or talk about? Not really. I don't have anything yet. Anything. I mean, I, the movie, when it's ready to go, I'd be happy to, you know, give you the details on it. Yes. But it's pre- premature right now yeah. to do anything like that. Okay, yeah, definitely. Let's get you back on before that comes out, and I'd love to yeah. talk to you about that. Yeah, This has been a pleasure. I'm 100% true fan of your work since the oh, beginning. Oh, well, thank you, Tim. So this has been great. Can I get you to close out the interview as Alf? Sure. Hey, this is Elf. You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell. Ah! Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.